You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. We would love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment and email us your story at amen at hungrygen.com. Also, if you're interested in supporting Hungry Gen Ministries, you can donate online at our website, www.hungrygen.com, or visit our Hungry Gen app. Thanks for your support. There was this husband and wife, they had a fight. And if you get married, you will know that one of the things that you use as a husband and wife to get back at your spouse is a silent treatment. The singles, you don't know what I'm talking about, but those of you who are married, you know what exactly. The silent treatment is when you are offended at one another and you don't want to talk about it. And you give them a cold shoulder. So they decided to keep this silent treatment. They lasted for a whole day. And the next day, the husband needed to go to the airport at 5 in the morning. Not wanting to break the silent treatment, he wrote a note saying, please wake me up at 4 o'clock and left it by her bedside. So, of course, he misses the flight. He wakes up at 7 a.m., comes to his wife, breaks the silent treatment and says, why didn't you wake me up at 4 o'clock like I asked you? She says, I did. He says, look at your bedside. He looks and there's a note that says, please wake up. <laughs> These, I'm just giving marriage tips. We give you tips about uh, debt and I'm giving you marriage tips also. If you have your Bible, let's go together. We'll read one verse, Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24. Numbers 14 and verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, has followed me fully. I will bring into the land where he went. Go back. Please. I will bring into the land which he went into. I want to speak to you this evening on a topic, a different spirit. There is God's Holy Spirit. There is demonic spirits and there is also human spirit. You and I are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in the body. When God created us, He went into the dirt and He put His hands, created our body. And then when our body was created, God breathed into our body a breath. Word spirit in Hebrew is raw or wind or breath. So God breathes His spirit into our body and the Bible says man became a living soul. Your soul and your spirit are so mysteriously intertwined that they're actually kind of together though they're separate. The Bible says the Word of God separates the soul and the spirit but in reality they're together and many times the Bible refers to your soul and your spirit as a heart. That's why when you see in the Bible many times a heart is refers to your soul and your spirit because they're almost like together. When you die your spirit and your soul they depart from your body and that's what death is. Where death is separation. Death is not a funeral. Death is separation when we are separated. So you and I have a spirit from God. When we are not following Jesus Christ because a spirit is given to connect to God, our soul is given to connect to humanity and our body is given to connect to the world, the physical world. When your spirit is not connected to God, it's dead. But when you come to Jesus Christ, your spirit becomes alive. 
your spirit becomes new there was a gentleman who came just recently to our church and he went through some very rough things and he was a religious person he read the bible a few times and last wednesday he gave his life to jesus christ and he was crying and weeping and after about 10 o'clock he calls his mom and says mom i have to tell you something god did something to me i'm alive i'm new and she was kind of freaked out because he called at 10 o'clock and if you call your parents at 10 o'clock you know it's usually not because you are saved it's usually because you're in trouble so i talked to him and he said vlad i'm alive i was like well it's obvious you are alive he says no not body alive spirit alive that's what happens when you get saved you become alive the part of you sometimes you don't even realize is dead becomes alive your spirit amen how many of you experienced that you know what i'm talking about so that is your spirit so your spirit came from god your spirit the bible says is a lamp of the lord means this is the place where god communicates to you this is your spirit is like your mailbox for god god doesn't dump or throw his messages in your backyard he doesn't throw it into your physical ears he throws it into your spirit your spirit is the connection point between you and god can somebody say amen your spirit can be developed the bible says about john the baptist is that john grew strong in the spirit so your spirit is it must be growing it must develop it shouldn't stay in the same place and one more truth i want you to write down is your spirit can endure sickness your spirit the bible says it can sustain man in a sickness that means when your spirit is strong your spirit affects how your physical body operates many people can endure through enormous pain and can overcome and actually cancel pain by the strength of their spirit there's uh, there's stories and i remember one story about um about roger bennister and he was diagnosed with a terminal illness in england and he couldn't walk because of that illness and something happened is that not only he chose and said i will be able to walk he made a declaration to his doctor he said i will run he can't walk he's in a wheelchair but because a man's spirit is focused is strong it's unbeatable that mind is sharp he began to take those steps at first he fought he fell so many times he was so disappointed emotionally but mentally he was still strong until he managed to stand on his feet and barely walk he said i will run he started to push himself and run he started to run and this man was the first man in the history of the world to break a record of running a mile under four minutes you have to understand this record of running a mile under four minutes was declared by medical doctors impossible to break in some olympic games they even had or some games they've had people painted red and they've sent bulls after them to make them finish a mile under four minutes and they couldn't and this man who was diagnosed with a terminal illness overcame that barrier why because every barrier in life first must be broken in your spirit every barrier in your health must first be broken in your spirit many people their barrier is not in the ring it's not in life it's not in the family it's not in the finances it's not in the business it's not your poor upbringing it's not your education it's right here a broken spirit who can help the bible says but a strong spirit can sustain a man in his illness 
So here we're talking about a man. His name is Caleb. Now a little bio on Caleb. Caleb, word Caleb means a dog. Caleb was not originally from Israel. He was Edomite. He was a descendant of Esau. Somehow he slipped in and he ended up a part of Israel nation and but he wasn't his great-grandparents were not really there. He was from another place and he began to quickly rise in the nation of Israel in the position of influence. One time they sent 12 guys into the promised land Canaan where the Israel is located right now on the map and they went to spy out the land means to look at if the land is as good as God described it and what will it take to take possession of that land. Caleb was one of those guys along with his buddy named Joshua. You know Joshua he's the guy who organized the trip to Jericho brought the walls down and he wrote the book named Joshua. Really cool name for the book when you're writing it. So Caleb they come from spying the land and they brought a report Two guys bring a report and they say the land is awesome there's a lot of big guys there but we'll take them down we don't know how we're sure we're gonna take them down if God help us to take Egypt down he'll help us to take these guys down and then 10 other guys they come in and they begin to say really negative things and they say the land is beautiful the land is wonderful there's great fruits there but but we can't take them down there's no way we're gonna conquer them and they spread an evil report and God became upset God came and God said that's completely not cool that you guys don't trust me and he said, but Caleb, because he had a different spirit. Something inside of him was different than the rest of the 10 guys. He said, he fully followed me. See, the 10 guys, they followed God only when God was leading them out of trouble. When things were difficult in Egypt and they said, God help us, we'll follow you out of Egypt. And they followed him. But Caleb says, that's not all there is to following God. God also has a promised land and I'm choosing not just to follow God to get me out of drugs, to get me out of sexual promiscuity. I'm not just choosing to follow God to get me out of alcoholism. I'm not just following God to get me out of my painful past which is this is where the following God begins. You begin to follow God when God takes you from your painful past. This is a great place to start following God. When God comes into your life he will begin to lead you out of your sin. He'll begin to lead you out of your pain. He'll begin to lead you out of the cases and the challenges of your life that are very painful. That is where everything starts but that's not where everything ends. Can somebody say amen? You know I heard testimonies even just this week when a young man went to you know went to war for a country and they've seen two of their best friends lose their life right in front of them and it shattered their faith and they found themselves without God. They found themselves hopeless, despaired and even at the point of suicide. But when they were invited to the hungry generation, coming for the first, first, first few services, they met God and they said, God, I'm going to follow you out of my despair. I'm going to follow you out of my depression. I'm going to follow you out of that painful moment. I'm gonna, you're going to take me out of that situation. And that's how they started to follow God. I remember meeting a young man even this week who just recently gave his life to Jesus who twice attempted suicide. Whose father left him and doesn't want to even talk to him right now. And he says, Vlad, my life was shattered and my life was broken. He says, I was so empty. But he says, just when I came and I met God, Jesus Christ, 
started to lead me away from the pain of my past. See when you follow God, He leads you from the painful places. Somebody say Amen. Is there anybody here who God led you out from your painful places? From the breakup or maybe trauma? Is there anybody here God is leading you right now out of your painful places? But that's not where God wants to stop. Somebody says don't stop here. God wants to take you further and Caleb was different because Caleb followed fully. Fully. God isn't just interested in taking you out of your insecurity. He wants to lead you into places you are uncomfortable in. But places God says that's where you belong. God says that's what you were born for. You know God's dream for my life wasn't just to make me secure in myself so that I will not be ashamed and embarrassed of people. I remember when I was younger and we just started a youth group. We were renting a church and I was I think it was about 16 years of age. I just got my license and we had a Thursday night midweek service. It was just like this except there was only six of us. And my English, you think I have an accent now, my English was exceptionally, exceptionally amazing. Undeveloped. As there are six of us sitting in the first, first little five or six seats, a guy comes in into the our youth group, a very small youth group. He comes to pick up one of those guys from there and he was drunk. So he begins to make fun of my English in front of my peers. I felt so terrible. I'm barely trying to walk out of my insecurity, you know, trying to defeat that, trying to learn, get the confidence of speaking in front of five people. And here's a guy sitting in the back, he's making fun of me. So I'm speaking and he's interrupting me and all of the people, <laughs> they're giggling, <laughs> that's funny, that's cute, that's awesome. And so I'm, I'm standing there and I'm just embarrassed. I'm beginning to stutter and I, we ended the service really quickly. And I remember I was about to call next day, call the pastor and say, Pastor, uh, I did, I was the youth pastor for six months and I fire myself. <laughs> I am not good for this. We were in Winko parking lot and I'm contemplating because we didn't have cell phones, how I'm going to come home and use that wired phone. Most of you don't know what that is but it's the thing that you call and so and I was thinking I'm gonna call my pastor and I'm gonna tell him that I'm 16 year old I don't have Bible education I'm not good enough I'm still struggling with insecurity and as I'm thinking what I'm gonna say I'm crying I'm like being a little just a baby girl crying just just weeping it's so hard why do people not like preachers and everything and as I am sitting there the Lord this was one of the first times in my life I've experienced God spoke to me in here in my spirit and he said look at the winkle as I looked at the winkle, God started to lead me and give me a dream. So here I am trying to quit. Here I am, I just want to survive. I just want to not be ashamed of people and God completely doesn't care about that. He's on a planet, completely different planet and he says, Lord, look at the store. As I'm looking at the store and I see people walking in empty, walking out with a lot of bags, walking out with carts full of, you know, bags of groceries and people are going in there. Nobody's inviting them. Nobody's dragging them and hundreds of people walking in and walking out and the Lord places in my spirit, not in my heart, but in my spirit, I feel the Holy Spirit place. Vlad, if you don't quit one day, that's exactly how the church is going to be. People will come to church by hundreds without even invitation. They will come because there is bread there. And it says 24 hours and the way the Lord started to put into my heart a dream. The church will be open 24 hours for prayer. 
It says pharmacy, that people will be healed. I'm 16 years old, literally quitting, discouraged and disappointed. But see, God wants me to follow Him fully. Not just out of my pain, but into the prophetic future He has for me and He has for you. What is the picture God has that you have to follow God to believe? See most of us are happy with our bills being paid for. Most of us are happy with us being healthy, have a job and have a car and have a house to live in. But God has a picture of your future and He wants you to follow Him into that. Follow Him into that. When honestly living comfortably is so much easier. And that day I took that picture inside. I will be very honest with you. That picture is still here when we worship. Before the services I like to go upstairs. Most of you do not know and I just revealed my secret to you. I open my blinds and I see how all of you walking in. I see different cars and I look and I was like I don't know who that person is. Before I knew, used to know every single person that came, their name, where they live, the name of their dog, their address. Some even I knew their social security number because I had to help them with some, some other things. And now people are walking in and I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, I saw that person at the bank. That person works over there. I saw that. I'm like, who is that person? Why? When you believe a picture, God gives you. But it's so different from the reality. That's why God says, I like when you have a different spirit. What's inside of you is so different than what you see. What's inside of you is so different than what's around you. What's inside of you is so different than what's in your wallet than what's on your relationship status and God says but my man Caleb has a different spirit. He is with me. His reality is wilderness but he has an image of Hebron. He has an image of a promised land. He carries that. There are giants there but he still holds on to that and God says he follows me fully. Some only follow me to stop drinking but he follows me to start living. Some follow God to only get married but He follows me to save other marriages. He's following me not partially, not just a little bit. He's following me all the way. Are you gonna be that person? Are you gonna follow God fully? Not just out of your painful past but into the dream that God has for you that completely contradicts your reality, contradicts your emotions. Follow God fully, fully. All the way to the end, till every dream God has on your zip code for you is fulfilled by Him in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody say Amen? Follow God fully. Have a picture from God. Let this picture, if Jim Carrey, the comedian, at 1987, being homeless, took an empty check and wrote for himself a 10 million dollar check and he dated it 1984, uh, 1985. So 1987 and he takes a checkbook and he writes a check. He puts an image in front of himself and says in 1985 I will have 10 million dollars. He was not having a contract to be a movie star. He was a homeless man with the picture. God says Caleb 
has a different spirit. What's inside of your spirit? Are you carrying grudges? Is your spirit not free from the pain of the past? You have to free your spirit from the pain of the past. And you have to fill yourself with a picture of God's prophetic future for your life. Hold on to that picture even if it contradicts everything inside of you because God's Word which created the reality you have the luxury to enjoy. God's Word is powerful to change that reality. And when God brings a picture inside of your mind of your future like right now we have a picture that we're praying for. It's on our phones, it's in our minds to your center being filled. You see that's not possible. It's also not possible for a Virgin Mary to conceive Jesus Christ. It's also not possible for so many things but my God says if you hold on to that prophetic picture I will make it happen. And Jim Carrey instead of reaching 10 million dollars in 1985, in 1984 there's a movie that came out that many of you watched this so many times and most of us live by that movie. Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> You'll be surprised. Did you know how much money it made him? Exactly 10 million dollars. You say but I'm a better actor than Jim Carrey. Of course you are. The only problem you don't have that image that he had. That's why you will see Peter people better than you, more talented than you, people with better education than you, people looking better than you, talking better than you but they might go higher than you. Why? not because they're better than you. Their spirit is different. While you're over there trying to fight with your ex, they're over there protecting a dream. While you're over there trying to make everybody feel like to get even with them, they're there trying to get ahead. While you're over there carrying the memory of your past, they're carrying a dream for their future. And that's why I want to challenge you. Step away from following God just for the past past and step in into your prophetic future. Prophetic future. When God gives you a word, it's a picture that becomes a reality for your future. Now you also have to be patient like Caleb. But when you keep that picture, God will make it happen. Can somebody say amen? Last year around this time, we wanted to give our vehicle away. Me and my wife had a very nice vehicle and uh, we decided to that we're gonna give it away. We were on Saturday driving to Fred Meyer. I remember it like yesterday. I carried this in my heart for some for some weeks and I told her and she says yeah we should do that and I said well let's do that maybe like in a few months. Let's let it settle. We're like no let's just do it tomorrow and this way because if we're gonna wait for a few months we're definitely not gonna give it but if we give it tomorrow then we'll just deal with the consequences later. Like, let's live by faith. Let's do it. Next day we met with this couple in our church who just had an accident and they lost their vehicle and they were looking for a vehicle. We knew that they were looking for a vehicle and they had a, a baby on the way and so we invited them to our house for lunch and as we we're eating now they don't know. We have a surprise for them and so as we're eating as we're fellowshipping we're like hey we heard you guys are looking for a vehicle. Any luck? They're like no and we don't have much money but we're looking for a vehicle. It was like hey we wanted to give you a vehicle. They're like you guys only have one vehicle. We're like, we know, but you guys needed more. So I said, we're giving you a vehicle. But because the bumper was scratched, I said, I'm going to order the bumper, fix the bumper, do oil change, do a few other things and then give you the car. But from now on, the vehicle is yours. Did you know what happened? They both start crying. 
Nobody had the keys yet. They didn't take the car with them. You know what they took with them? A promise, which became a picture, which produced feelings. But I could lie. The car can burn, get burned out. But see, they trusted someone they knew. When I gave them a promise, they got a picture. They went home as the owners of a vehicle. They let their friends know, we got a car. And when they asked them, where is it at? In here. That's what people will ask you. You're successful. Well, your car doesn't show it. You're like, well, it's here. Why? God said it. And if Vlad, if you can trust Vlad, you can trust God. If you can trust your father, you can trust your heavenly father. If God gives you a dream, it's as sure as gonna happen in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody say amen? Different spirit is when you allow your spirit to be different than your reality. And God says, that's how you follow me fully in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. There is so much we can talk about it, but I think that's enough for today to, to pray over in our life in Jesus' name. Can I ask you to rise to your feet? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.